0: Hello, I'm Peter Van Duzen, and this is the Primetime Politics Podcast. Hello, I'm Peter Van Dusen and this is Primetime Politics, the campaign edition on CPAC. We are now in the home stretch of the election race with just a couple of days left for leaders to get their message across to voters before the ballots are cast on Monday. And so, they've begun a late sprint to key battlegrounds in the country that will continue all weekend. And with the polls still pointing to a minority government, after Monday night, the campaign attacks have become sharper sharper. As well, strategic voting and candidate controversy featuring prominently today. Coming up, the candidates on the home stretch and the choices for Canadians and journalists on the kind of contest we've witnessed and what could still influence the outcome. But first, the day on the campaign trail. Liberal leader Justin Trudeau began the campaign day in Windsor, Ontario, before making quick stops in key ridings all the way to Richmond Hill, north of Toronto. But the Liberal campaign's been thrown off by another candidate controversy, Candidate Kevin Wong, in the Toronto riding of Spadina, Fort York, was charged with sexual assault in 2019, but the charges were eventually dropped. Trudeau says the party just learned about those past charges from media reports, raising questions about the internal vetting process.
1: We are a party that always takes seriously any allegations or uh, reports of sexual harassment uh, or intimidation or assault. Uh, that has been clear from the very beginning. Uh, As you also pointed out, we only learned about these serious allegations uh, yesterday through the work of the Toronto Star. Uh, We are looking into it uh, very carefully and we have asked the candidate to pause his campaign.
0: These final days of the race are about chasing support or shoring it up for every leader and trying to frame the choice in the minds of voters. And for Justin Trudeau, that means attacking Aaron O'Toole, describing him today as slippery and weak And he points to the recent moves by two conservative premiers to impose new pandemic restrictions and to adopt vaccine passports, saying O'Toole is more and more isolated. And as the campaign nears an end, the Liberal leader is sharpening his direct appeal to progressive voters to unite behind the Liberals for two reasons. And as he paused to emphasize the importance of the choice for voters, perhaps a poor choice of words. Let me be honest for a second, Tom.
1: I know, I've been honest throughout and been honest throughout, but particularly now I want to share something with you. When people are looking at maybe voting for the NDP or the Greens, they need to be reassured that yes, the Liberal Party is, as always, the only party that can stop Conservatives from governing. But more than that, we are the party with the best plan to fight climate change.
0: Before heading to Nova Scotia, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh began his campaign day in Sherbrooke, Quebec, a riding the NDP lost to the bloc in the last election. Singh promised action on climate change, accusing the Liberals of years of inaction. He also criticized the Liberal leader for not firing the candidate in Toronto over those revelations of a past sexual assault charge. If he
2: told the party and the Liberal party knew about it, maybe Mr. Trudeau didn't know before, but he certainly knows now. He certainly knows now what is his action. What action is he taking? Silence in the face of injustice is
0: acceptance. Singh also worked to blunt the efforts of the Liberals to siphon progressive voters away from the NDP in the final hours of the campaign, saying Justin Trudeau has been an abject failure and is bad for Canada.
2: I absolutely believe that you you don't reward somebody who calls a selfish election with the majority, uh, and in fact, the calling of this election, there was no reason for it. It was called during the fourth wave when Mr. Trudeau knew well, full well there would be a fourth wave of COVID 19. He called the election anyways, despite the forest fires, despite the crises going on.
3: It was a selfish decision.
0: Conservative leader Aaron O'Toole campaigned in key writings in Ontario today. Once again, he urged voters to punish Justin Trudeau at the ballot box for calling the election in the pandemic.
3: For those who are tired of being lectured, tired, of being let down, and tired of being stuck with higher prices to pay for Justin Trudeau's massive debt, you need to do the one thing Justin Trudeau doesn't want you to do, and that is to vote Conservative
0: on Monday. O'Toole also made a thinly veiled appeal to supporters of the People's Party of Canada, which has been rising in the polls. If you want to defeat Justin Trudeau, he said, you have to vote Conservative.
3: Mr. Trudeau will focus on the protesters But there's actually millions of Canadians who are very frustrated with Mr. Trudeau. And why do they like the PPC? That are tired of his broken promise, tired of the division, the national unity divisions we have that simply weren't there before Mr. Trudeau. And if they allow that frustration to do anything other than vote Conservative, they're voting for Mr. Trudeau.
0: Bloc Québécois leader Yves-François Blanchet campaigned in ridings where the polls predict tight three and even four-way races. The current polls point to another minority government and Blanchet promised to work to ensure there isn't another snap election soon after. In order to avoid any drama, again, drama which would be false because nobody will want to go back in elections soon and maybe we are the ones that would fear it less but we will not go there, Uh, I want to meet with every uh, party leader after the election and just discuss how we should work in order to prevent Quebecers and Canadians from having to go through this once again anytime soon. And that's the kind of day it's been. Day 34 of the campaign, Decision Day, is now just three days away. So we are coming down to the final hours of the campaign. The parties are now talking uh, less about policies, it seems, and more about their opponents. Let's hear from major party candidates now on the latest campaign developments and what to expect over the next couple of days as uh, Canadians consider which way they, where they want to mark their ballot. Sarah Eves is the Liberal candidate in the B.C. riding of central Okanagan Similkameen Nicola. Alex Ruff is the Conservative candidate for re-election in the Ontario riding of Bruce Grey Owen Sound. And Lindsay Matheson is the candidate for re-election for the NDP in the Ontario riding of London Fanshawe. Good to see you all. Uh, Sarah Eaves, let me start with you if I can. Justin Trudeau stepped up his appeal to progressive voters today to swing to the Liberals in the final days of the campaign. I guess I'm wondering what you think it says of the campaign or, or the policies or the record in, in government that those progressive voters aren't already all lined up behind the Liberals.
4: Well, I'm, I personally know that in my writing, the progressive voters sometimes don't get that clear message about how we all are actually offering similar things except we have a detailed plan on how to get there. And we need to unite in order to ensure that the Conservatives don't come up the middle, at least in my writing.
0: All right, Mr. Ruff, Mr. O'Toole also called on disgruntled voters to line up behind the Conservatives if they want to defeat Justin Trudeau. Uh, Who's that message meant for uh, other than the supporters of the People's Party of Canada?
2: I think it's meant for all Canadians. I mean, I'm hearing at lots of doors as I'm door knocking from Liberals, NDP, Green candidates, Conservatives, PPC. Why are we in election? And at the same time, they're exceedingly tired of the last six years of promises with no delivery and canada's conservative party has a plan we have a recovery plan that we've been had out there on day one of this election and we're pushing that we have a plan to get the economy back on track and we're pushing that and that's what i'm hearing at the doors is a why are we in election we and if you want to get rid of trudeau you got one party.
0: What else are you hearing about the, the PPC? It's polling around, uh, as I checked here, 10% or so in your riding, maybe a little less. Uh, you're well ahead of any challengers. We should point that out. But how concerned are conservatives about the rise of the PPC and how that could cost conservatives where there are tight races?
2: Well, I think all Canadians are concerned, and it just speaks to the frustration of the last six years and, in particular, the last 18 months. So Canadians that are frustrated with the current government are looking at options, and they're looking at all options, and I think that's why even the other parties are, are ticking upwards. Uh, because people are fed up with the the current Liberal government, and they're looking at different options. So I'm personally not worried. I mean, I've spent 25 years in the military. Uh, We live in a democracy. People can vote who they want to vote for, but I'm confident that enough Canadians are going to see the Conservative Party and uh, vote
0: for us. Uh, Lindsay Matheson, your leader, Mr. Singh, called uh, Justin Trudeau an abject failure today and said he's bad for Canada. But the truth is for progressives, the polls seem to suggest now he's the, Justin Trudeau's the only leader who can beat Aaron O'Toole. Uh, why do you think New Democrats have not emerged as the leading choice for progressives?
5: Well, actually, to be quite honest, on the doorsteps in London Fanshawe, I'm hearing how excited people are about Jagmeet Singh and about the leadership that he's going to provide. They they can tell that he's this genuine, caring person um, who is the choice uh, for that true change uh, I've heard from the the very beginning, like Alex mentioned that uh, people don't understand why uh, an election was needed uh, they don 't agree with it uh, they they are upset with Justin they keep telling me he anybody but Justin, and they say we we really want that true change and so they're looking at new Democrats, uh, certainly the people that i've talked to and and they're excited about the change that could actually happen as opposed to a lot of the um uh, broken promises uh that liberals have been promising for a very long time
0: uh, sarah eves what what uh, tell me about what you 're hearing uh in in your writing from from people about you know is this issue around the timing of the election called in a pandemic is, is that settled for voters where you are
4: Um, I I would say it's settled. I know when it first happened, there was concern. I mean, I personally was actually on evacuation uh, alert in Merritt, and the town I work in, Logan Lake, was on evacuation order. Um, So initially people were asking me a lot about why now. But as we talked about issues, they'd really come to the decision that there's two clear choices in front of them. One of them is to to continue to do the progressive work that the Liberals are doing or to go backwards in time and have the Conservatives...
0: Uh, Mr. Roughwood, you've t- you talked about the division. We've all sort of talked about it. We, I get the feeling in talking to people that it's it's been kind of an angry campaign. People are people are angry. We've seen some vandalism, some personal attacks, some some protests. And I guess I, I, I'm wondering what you think is going to be. You know, where we're going to be left after the election, no matter who wins.
2: Well, I, I I actually think if we can get back under a conservative government, we'll get this country united. You know, back six years ago, this country was united, and unfortunately, we've seen a separatist party come out of the uh, out of Quebec, come back up to power, or not power, but reach third party status. We see definitely some uh, unhappy uh, constituents and Canadians out in, in Western Canada. So, I actually think most Canadians want to have a a leader, a prime minister, and a Government in power that is going to keep this country united and, and understand that, look, we got to be there for everybody, all Canadians and all sectors, and Ottawa shouldn't be picking and choosing. We need to be united. And look, that's, I've been serving this country my whole adult life, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in this country. We live in the best country in the world, and we need to stay focused on the positive.
0: Well, Lindsay Matheson, what kind of have you seen? Uh, Any kind of that anger on the campaign trail of of yourself? Have you been uh, subjected to it? And um, why do you think it's happening?
5: People are, uh, they are angry. I think that they've just been so torn for so long, they've been uh, stressed out about their families, keeping their families safe, keeping themselves safe, safe, wondering about their jobs and the, and, and economic security. Uh, we were having—there were so many issues before within, in terms of the, the cost of housing and mental health, and, and all of these things have been exacerbated, of course, by the pandemic. Things were changing constantly, and that's what I've heard more from people, that they're just exhausted, and they are looking for that leadership. We haven't received that leadership at the federal level from the Liberal Government and and people like I said before, they're telling me how excited they are for the strong leadership and that genuine caring that's coming from a leader. They can they can feel that from from Jugmeet Singh and they know that that comes from New Democrats. In my riding, we've served people for a very long time and it's that service and it's that um, kindness and that caring that they that they rely upon and that's what they're looking for.
0: Okay, uh, Sarah, uh, Eve, let me turn back to you. Your party's got another candidate controversy today with a candidate in Toronto, Kevin Vaughan who's charged with sexual assault in 2019, but the charges were dropped. Uh, Justin Trudeau said today the party only learned of this candidate's past from a media report in the Toronto Star, and I guess I'm wondering what you think that says about the party's process for vetting candidates, and are you okay with uh, the way Justin Trudeau's handled this?
4: Um, I think everyone understands that every political party takes these types of allegations really seriously. Um, I know that from what I've heard internally, we only did learn about them yesterday. I am positive the party will look at why we didn't hear until yesterday as per, and obviously make changes to the vetting process. But um, they, we have asked the candidate to pause their campaign, why we look into it. But as you said, the charges that we know of at this point are dropped and it's being investigated. So that's an ongoing process right now.
0: Right. Some people suggest the candidate should be fired. That was the, the call today. What, what are your thoughts on that?
4: I think um, as the uh, as the investigation is going on, you, we don't, we can't make that decision until we actually have that information. Uh, and I believe that's what the Liberal Party is doing, that, and they take them seriously, and we know they will take action once that investigation is done.
0: All right, Mr. Ruff, uh, what are your thoughts on how this is handled? Are you talking about this allegation? Yeah.
2: Well look the candidates should be doing the right thing, and obviously, if they have allegations against them and I mean they do are due should be afforded due process, but in the end, this has become a bit of a pattern here i mean in the in the liberal party there's been a number of candidates that have you know over time uh, that have had different allegations uh, made against them and uh, ultimately, ultimately, that lack of leadership i th- I think is the most important thing to point out the the prime minister. Uh, is not the type of individual that seems to be, you know, it's don't, don't do as I do and, and it doesn't want to show that leadership that, I, you know, I expect and I know Aaron O'Toole is shown uh, when we've had any allegations brought up against any candidates, we ask them first and foremost to step down and do the right thing until the process uh, goes through its whole, whole um, the whole due process right. and then from there the person can be given uh, the appropriate thing, but let's not put somebody in such a controversial position in the first place.
0: All right, Lindsay Matheson, let me turn to you. Um, what are your thoughts about how this is being handled? And it does, it brings in this clash again about uh, due process, charges were dropped, but by the same token, uh, part of the story here is the Liberal Party didn't even seem to know there were char- that there was a charge.
5: Well, I would actually have to go back in terms of earlier in this campaign, uh, survivors of sexual assault watched for quite a long time while Justin Trudeau defended Raj Saini. And the Liberal Party of Canada knew that those allegations were out there, several, in fact. And so yet again, we have uh, Mr. Trudeau saying that they're going to, to wait. But these, I, I would actually really like to know what they mean by pausing on a campaign. I mean, these people could be potentially elected. They aren't being withdrawn. Uh, will they become members of parliament? What does that say to the to the electorate? What does that say to, um, you know, this idea of, of a feminist so-called prime minister? Uh, these are, uh, again, we've, we've seen this, this lack of leadership from um, the Liberal government and the Liberal Party. Uh, we went through this all through the spring in terms of sexual misconduct in the military. I sat on the committee for the status of women, and it's just a repeat, and it's unacceptable.
0: Okay. Uh, We'll have to leave it there for our our time tonight. I want to thank you all for uh, joining me for this discussion, uh, as I do with uh, all the candidates who appear in our show. I wish you all good luck, and uh, take care, everyone, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All the
4: best. Thank Thank you very much.
2: much. Take care, Peter.
0: Well, let's bring in three journalists now to look at where we are in the campaign, the final messages, and what we'll watch for in the final hours of the election race. And yep, that's just about where we are. Susan Delacourt is a columnist with the Toronto Star. Joël Denis Belavance is the Parliamentary Bureau Chief for La Presse. And Adrienne Batres, the Editor-in-Chief of the Toronto Suns. Good to see you all. Uh, Susan, let me start with you. What, what we're seeing as the campaign winds down now, is, uh, and really in evidence again today, is two leaders, Justin Trudeau and Erin O'Toole, appealing to voters to vote strategically. Justin Trudeau appealing to the progressives, Aaron O'Toole without saying so, trying to win over People's Party of Canada voters in the 11th hour. Uh, Who do you think is most likely to be successful?
6: Oh, you know, in this uh, election it's not so much what the leaders themselves do, but it's what's done to them. So um, you know, uh, O'Toole probably thought he was having a not bad week until Jason Kenney ran into trouble in Alberta. Justin Trudeau um, you know I, he also seems to be plagued by fate so I'm not sure at this stage uh, you know smarter people than me have been saying that this campaign was decided about a week ago and I'm not sure what these 11th hour appeals do mm. I think both of them are worried about getting out their vote and motivation this is the unwanted election could turn into the unwanted um, visit to the ballot box and I think that. That's probably what, what both of them are trying to do right now.
0: Right. Adrian. what, what are you hearing in the messaging from the leaders in the, the final hours of the campaign? What, what does it tell you about how they think the race is going?
7: Well, I think they see what we do and that it's just too close to call. But I would agree, certainly with Susan, that there have been, uh, you know, external outside events. You know, at a former British Prime Minister was once asked by a young man, he said, what's the hardest part about your job? And he said, events, young man, events. So, of course, the Alberta situation hurting O'Toole, and then, of course, Susan's colleagues at the Toronto Star coming out with that bombshell that one of the uh, Liberal candidates had a sexual assault allegation against him. So they are plagued with the negative, whereas they what they want to do, Peter, in the next 72 hours is portray a positive. And so it's, it's tough to do that when you do have these dark clouds looming over. But regardless of that, with respect to this decision ostensibly being made, I think, in the last week, I would agree with that. Very, I, I don't think people are really going to be switching as of Monday. The long lineups, which we are expecting, may uh, rankle some hires and yeah. people may walk away. Turnout will be interesting to watch for sure. But as we all know, get out the vote is really what's going to uh, matter for the ground game right now is what all the parties are focused on.
0: Yeah, Joel, the interesting I think what we've seen, and it's not like we've never seen it before, but it seems to be really playing out uh, in these final days. Uh, we don't hear much more, you know, platform talk anymore. And we don't even hear, uh, you know, we hear reasons why you shouldn't be voting for the other people. I mean, that's, and, and in really sort of uh, in harsh tones. What are your thoughts on what we're seeing?
8: Well, I think uh, Justin Trudeau is trying to, again, plead with progressive voters to rally behind the liberal flag so that the liberals at least have a minority government in power on Monday. Whereas uh, Aaron O'Toole, he is back to where he started, which is he wants to make this a referendum. And Justin Trudeau, that's why he's saying... That uh, Justin Trudeau is guilty of calling an unnecessary election that will cost $600 million and so pu- the voters should punish the, uh, Mr. Trudeau. And and that in a sense I think is a way to appeal to the PP, uh, 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 Parti Populaire du Canada, mm-hmm. uh, the People's Party of Canada, if I may say, uh, indirectly. If so you want to it's been a real message to uh, Justin Trudeau and the Liberals. You have to vote with the Conservative Party. But it, it is, as my colleague said, that everything has been said. I think most people have made up their mind. And I'm not sure that many people will be changing their mind over the weekends, Even though we've seen some uh, foreign leaders uh, trying to support either Mr. Trudeau uh, in the names of uh, Hillary Clinton and uh, Barack Obama or Bernie Sanders again today <laughs> giving right. his support to a uh, juggling thing.
0: Right uh, and none of them candidates in the Canadian election uh, But, it, but it, Adrian <laughs> let me come back to you here but, No, because it, it leads me it leads me to uh, Jason Kenney, and, and Susan touched on him. He's not a candidate in this election but he might as well be for the all attention his actions are getting and, and uh, his handling of the pandemic what effect do you think and, and it's still percolating in the campaign today yeah, that uh, Jason Kenney could have on the outcome of this campaign.
7: So, I, I know that the Liberal supporters are going to want, don't want to hear this, but I don't think it's actually, frankly, going to have much, if any, um, effect at all. For the, many of the reasons that we've already discussed, I think people's decisions and minds are already made up. And outside of, even though Jason Kenney, is certainly he's been a cabinet minister under Harper, he's been around the political sphere and world for some time. A lot of people outside of the areas where this, this election is going to be decided, particularly the 905 in Ontario. They don't know who Jason Kenney is, and they're not focused on what um, is happening on a provincial level. They're worried about what's happening in their own backyard. So I, I think those there were a handful of ridings in Alberta that the Liberals were looking at, the NDP is looking at picking up those might go um, in their direction. But I don't think it's going to have a significant impact on the overall uh, outcome, just like Legault, ostensibly endorsing O'Toole had no impact, it, will it, have no
0: impact. Susan, Susan uh, how do you see it? Because I, I guess I'm wondering, you know, it, 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 you know um, one of the things that does, it occurs to me, it seems to me, allows the, the liberals to, for instance, is, is get back to where the, pan, the, the campaign started, to reframe it around pandemic management and be able to point to, which Justin Trudeau has been doing, to point to, uh, to Jason Kenney, to, to Scott Moe, and then loop in Aaron O'Toole and say, look, as he said yesterday, uh, you know, leadership matters.
6: Yeah, I had uh, a a correspondence today from um, an advertising guy, sort of well-known in advertising. He called the ad the Liberals put out there, a Twitter ad showing O'Toole congratulating Kenny as a devastating ad, one of those kind of ads that feeds into the mood. I'm kind of with Adrian. I don't know uh, how much people um, make a transfer in this, but I do take your point, and I think that there were two fundamental debates in this election or ballot there are actually many ballot box questions it was like a choose your own adventure tale but if there, there was there was the question of is this on the pandemic or is this on life post-pandemic and the conservatives hoped with their platform and everything it was going to be about that and it's it, this has all got us thinking about the pandemic again as adrian says and that's what where the liberals wanted this election to be
0: right um Joël Denis, let me me move to you here. uh, We talked a little bit about Jason Kenney and and Quebec native son, Max Bernier. uh, We touched on the PPC. He's the leader who's tapped into this vein of uh, discontent uh, in the country. Uh, uh, Yes, vaccines, but maybe a lot of things. Uh, His party does seem to have some momentum in the polls we're seeing. What are you hearing about whether he can win his seat in Beauce? uh, Tell me about that.
8: Well, uh, the... the Most informed opinion is that Maxime Bernier cannot win in seat. Um, In fact, he's not going to be in Boz the night of the election. He will be far away in Saskatoon (laughs) because he can have a a rally in his post riding with the people without masks. So being faithful to his beliefs that this is like a, a tyranny of the government, he is doing that in Saskatoon where they allow people to gather without masks. So it's a remarkable journey for Mr. Bernier, who is now being... Uh, far away from his riding. And he only went once a week there. And uh, I'm told that he has no chance of winning back that riding because people are not very, very impressed with the way he has handled his, uh, his behavior during this pandemic. Now, I'd like yeah. to go back quickly to one sure. of the topics that we raised. Uh, the matter, the fact that many provincial issues were brought to the national conversation in this election. It's, it's amazing. Like we talk about Jason Kenney, but the uh, involvement also of Francois uh, Legault is unprecedented. Three times he called for the Liberals not to be elected, uh, for Quebecers not to support the Liberals in this election or the NDP or the Green Party. This is unprecedented. And this might have consequences afterwards on the national union front. And one premier that was really, really absent from the scene, is uh, Doug Ford of Ontario, which right. is, you know, <laughs> not not surprising.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I, we're going to run out of time, but I, I did want to, I'll throw it out there anyway. The one, you know, we always call jugmeat Singh the happy warrior, and he still largely is, but <laughs> is anybody happier than francois Blanchet? He just walks around with a big smile on his face yeah. most of the time. I think he likes... You league. know, so
7: often after the leaders' debates, I, I'm originally from out West, and I hear from my friends out West, they're like, you know, we wish we could vote for this guy. He doesn't give a crap about <laughs> anything else. He stands for <laughs> Quebec... You know, we don't agree with anything that he says, but you know, they want to want to mark their ballot for him. So yeah, he he walks away pretty uh, relatively unscathed from from most of those sort of tussles. Um, but but the key is, does that um, demand you know who loves Quebec more? That tussle he was having yeah. with Justin Trudeau. Does that translate into votes that the bloc can take away from the Liberals?
0: Uh, Susan, I'll finish on you here just, just with a bit of a aside. We've been at this long enough to remember when uh, Gilles Duceppe used to travel the country and a lot of people in other parts of the country. We would see a national polling uh, about mm-hmm. who's your favorite. Who do you want for prime minister? Duceppe would show up uh, just because he
6: tapped into that vein. I'll, I'll, Go ahead. I remember Lucien Bouchard. I traveled with him yeah. uh, being a much beloved character, too.
0: All right, so we're going to leave it at that right out of time. I, I didn't get to the another quick discussion point about voter turnout uh, and how some of the nastiness of the campaign might affect that, but uh, that'll be a conversation for another time. <laughs> uh, thank you all for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, thank Peter. You. And that's all the time we have for this campaign edition of Primetime Politics. But stay with us all weekend long. Continuing coverage of Vote 2021 will be everywhere the leaders are. And then Monday, all day Monday, coverage from across Canada on the battlegrounds in this country and the races in each of the provinces and regions of Canada. And then full results starting at 7 o'clock on election night right here on CPAC. Till then, take care.